Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Torian and Junior. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Hey, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Maggs. I'm joined as always with Dan Garcia. We're back for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. We're doing this whole uh, two week. Uh, Two days a week podcasting, yeah. so we're digging it. Nice uh, little uh, weekend review. Right. Not a well, great not, weekend. Not nice, but... Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> we didn't plan that. Uh, what can we say? Uh, you guys obviously listening to the podcast. You know what the hell is happening with the Angels right now. Especially today's game. Pretty frustrating, but we'll get into the recap of today's game here. But let's... We recorded on Wednesday, and... Uh, there was a game happening as we were recording, so we'll start the review on Wednesday, which was the 29th of uh, July. They were playing the Mariners, and in, th- in, th- in this game, Andrew Heaney took the hill. I don't think he did too bad, five innings. Kind of would have liked him to go a little further, uh, but five innings, five hits, two and runs, one walk, six strikeouts. Uh, Angels had a 4-1 lead at one point, and right. it went away. And again, too, I think that the thing that frustrates people right now is Andrew Heaney, uh, it's not – I mean, you, you could very easily have gone more. He only threw 64 pitches. Um, and if you remember back to opening day, he was scheduled to throw 70, but he only got to like 68 or anything like that. So in a way, it's kind of like he's progressing backwards. Right. And the frustrating part is that, you know, Joe doesn't seem to be wanting to let these guys work through trouble. Like he felt mm-hmm. – and this is where I kind of think he's, he's – I don't, I don't know if he's just – not going to say making stuff up, but – Trying During, to figure out what he's got. Right. Like, well, the press conference, they, I think that was one of the questions. They asked him, why did he pull him so early? He was, And he just said, oh, he looked like he was out of rhythm and his velocity was dipping. But then if you look up his velocity, his velocity was exactly the same in that inning that it was in, like, in the first and the second. So I don't know if he's gun-shy or if he just doesn't, again, doesn't know these guys enough, which is fine. But at a certain point... Haney is not a rookie. Haney is not a guy coming off of Tommy John. Haney is not a guy that you necessarily need to baby right away, at least not 64 pitches, baby. No. And, you know, I talked about it on the podcast on Wednesday when we recorded and we were talking about the struggles of the of the bullpen, which only got worse in these right, last couple yeah. of games. But I had mentioned about, you know, I don't want to jump on Joe's back just yet because, you know, I don't know what really he's doing with this pitching staff as far as does he not know fully what he has and he's kind of going as as the games are going but at some point like you said dude like where do you draw the line like Andrew Heaney 
more than we've seen him in past pitch, you know, into the 100 pitch count. Yeah, he's definitely capable. And, and, definitely and so capable. it's not necessarily that we wanted him to throw 100 pitches, but. Dude, get to 80, 85 pitches. See, and that's, that's, that's the thing that, uh, for me as a fan, is frustrating. Is that, okay, the opening day you had a reason because he hadn't pitched in so many days. So if you want to cap him at 70, okay, cool. Like, And I said it before, like I understand that that made perfect sense. But right. now his next start, you figure you'll take the next step. Again, you're not looking for 100 pitches. No. But if he can get to his cap should be somewhere around 85. Extend, extend right, each get time Somewhere out. around 85 or, or 90 and then, you know. Then I think that's when you say, okay, let me see how he feels. Let me see how it, the game's kind of shaping out. Then you can kind of make a decision then, but not when he's at 64. Yeah, that was a quick trigger, I guess. I mean, again, at that time, I go, okay, well, I mean, maybe he's at a pitch count. Maybe they're, and then the bullpen blows it. And then that's when you're kind of like, why did he pull him out? That's when you start to question everything, you know? So, right. They, the bullpen blew this one. I mean, Heaney, two earned runs. Six. I thought he looked fine. Angels ended up scoring seven runs in this game. Right. But it's pitching staff is an inability to hold this, you know, other teams to I, – I just uh, – as the week progresses, we'll get more into it. Um, so, yeah, the Angels lose this one. Uh, what is it? 10 to 7. Right. Ended up giving up 10 runs. Not, not a good line score for the bullpen. Um, I didn't really look at it, but, oh, my – I mean, not you good. Have- I mean, you, you figure have, two runs from Heaney, that means eight runs for the bullpen. Right, and so you have guys that are coming in that, again, I mean, Jacob, uh, was it Jacob Barnes? Barnes. I don't know necessarily his history. I know he's not necessarily like a um, uh, a first-timer. Like, he's not a rookie. I no, know he, that. He, play, he played with Milwaukee last year. Right. Like so you, you expect him to at least be serviceable, but when he comes out and doesn't get an out and gives up two runs off of, uh, you know, Get two walks off of one hit, walks two guys. You know that kind of stuff is frustrating in, in a situation where you're in a struggle for this division. And and to the credit where no one in the division is running away with it, which is cool. Which right. is what the Angels need. Gives us a chance. But they're also not taking advantage of you a know. game like this, where like you said, they're up early. Even if they limited that sixth inning to say two runs, you feel perfectly comfortable with them maybe giving up only two runs and making. Extending the lead later, right? Because obviously the Seattle Mariners are who they are, but you can't give up five when you have a three-run lead and just kind of all the momentum you built up gone. Right. So moving on to the next game, this and this game was was special, I guess, only because uh, a little boy with the initials B A T was born today yeah. on this day. Yeah. So before the game, this is the day that a Trout officially got placed on uh, paternity leave. Um, what did? Madden call it the daddy list or something like yeah, that. It's a, yeah, yeah, pretty much the daddy list. So yeah. we got that news that before the game, we there was no news about if the baby was born, when the baby was born. They kept during it pretty hush hush, didn't they? They did a really good job. Yeah. The Trout family did yeah. definitely. So this is the first game out of or uh, without Trout. Yeah, and you know Dylan Bundy off a great start in his open or in his opener. Uh, I don't think he did very bad. He had that one bad inning when he gave up the three runs. Ended up only giving those three runs up the whole game. He ended up pitching six innings, four hits, three earned runs, only two walks. He struck out eight batters. I thought he did a pretty damn good job, but the Angels, again, just could not. I feel like in this game, and if I remember correctly, there was a situation where the Angels could have scored runs, and it just didn't happen. Right. And then, two, like you kind of mentioned with Bundy, one bad inning. I mean, you have an inning where you have two outs, and then you, you, you walk a guy – 
with the man already on. You lead off, lead off single, whatever. Strike out the next two guys, but then you walk Seager, and then the next guy gives you a home run. And how many times have you seen a two-out walk come back and bite? All the time. Whether it's much. a pitcher, a starting pitcher, or a bullpen guy um, in the butt. But then, like you said, after that, he shut it down. That's, uh, that's all he gave up mm-hmm. for that day, and he kind of bounced back. He went six innings. So, again, you like seeing him get into that sixth inning. I'm not too sure. You know, he's kind of what we're talking about with Haney. He's, he was at that 90-pitch mark. So, right. you know, that was kind of – we'll see what happens there. But Pena comes in and does a good job as far as um, going to inning in a third and only giving up two hits with no runs and one walk. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that was a good bridge. But then – you know, I guess a, a top or not a top, but a, a pattern will be seen for the next couple of games as we review it. Hensel Robles comes in, mm. um, only throws a third of an inning, gives up two hits, um, two walks, four earned runs, um, gave up one home run. Again, uh, a situation where the Angels should have been, you know, pretty comfortably um, in this game, but giving up that five spot in the ninth. Um, definitely does not help at all. Yeah, especially since they came back in that bottom of the nine, scored three, three runs. Three, and it kind of made it interesting, exactly. Made it close, but, dude, that, that just devastates you as a team when, you know, you're going into any either tight or maybe only down one, and then the pit, the bullpen gives up three, four runs, five runs. Now you're down five, six, seven, eight runs. You're like, well, there goes much for a rally, you know. Right. So just deflating, man. So the Angels lose this one eight to five. Head into the uh, well, they lose a series. Yeah, so which much I, for which I think what was right. That was the the worst part is that this was a series that you should have won. Should have won, even if it was a two one right. kind of series. You definitely thought you should have right. won this. You drop one. That's so much for Chris talking smack that uh, Tuesday night, going, "Oh, right. it's just the Mariners. That's what we're kicking butt." Well, that really came back and bit us in the butt. So it wasn't going to get any easier. The Angels play the uh, Astros next uh, on Friday. And then, you know, this one, I, I feel like even though the, the it was 9-6, it was a 9-6 loss, um, I feel like this one was they, – they Angels scored six runs, but – These these Astro games, all three of them took four – I know. Ever. And this one, obviously, this one, the Astros kind of won. To me, they kind of won decisively. They I, I felt like the Angels really never – I don't know. They scored six runs, but, I mean, it was the Astros. I didn't have that much faith in the Angels actually winning, you know, this series, which, you know, didn't happen. But um, – yeah, the six six runs on eight hits in this game for the Angels. I guess that's a bright spot. Right, the, uh, and, not and, the bright spot. Giving up nine runs. I think. God, I think that's the thing with the Angels this year. You see what the offense can do. And again, this this these last two games have been without Trout. Well, right. The games from now on that we're going to review are without Trout. Right. So you're able to get this kind of production from from you know Goodwin oh, yeah. stepping up. Goodwin had a great game. You had three RBIs. Um, I believe he had a home run in this game. Um, yeah, he's hey, been clutch. He's been he's had really good games. Otani had those two games back to back with three run home runs right. against Seattle. Right. Um, so you know, offensively, you feel even Castro and Stasi on separate occasions have stepped right. up and right. and produced. Where coming into the season, the catching spot was probably the least. Or people were probably predicting the least productive spot on the team. So yeah, offensively, I mean, you look good. Yeah. You want to see a little better with runners and scoring. They were three for eighteen, but at the right. same time, when you score six, six runs, runs against the Astros, you're doing something right, and it's just yeah. they're working the counts. I mean, the Astros, I believe, threw twelve. Oh yeah, walked twelve pit twelve guys. Yeah, but then at the same time, Angels also walked seven, so that right. that hurts. But offensively, I, I, I'm encouraged about where they are. For sure. Offensively, I think this is going to keep them around until they figure out what the heck's going on with that bullpen. <laughs> well, and one thing you're not mentioning either, too, in the in this whole this whole set here we were talking so much about 
you know how great Fletcher was and how great he was doing. Fletcher has not really been doing good in these last couple of games. Like, yeah, he he's definitely hit so, a. Um, yeah, he he, he got hit the brakes a bit. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was on fire for obviously the Oakland series and, and then um, the Seattle series wasn't very wasn't very good to him, but. Um, you know it, it, that kind of comes with baseball, though. I mean, yeah. it's go streaking, and sometimes right. it's it's a it's a big streak. Sometimes it's a small streak. But I mean, he was o for o uh, for five on the twenty ninth against Seattle, and then he was o for four on the thirtieth against yeah. Seattle. Kind of um, broke out a little bit the next day with Houston going uh, two for three. But yeah, it's it, you know it, it's not the it wasn't the Fletcher we had at the beginning of the season, and you know, case important. Well, what I'm trying to say is. The offense is doing all this without Fletcher in these couple games. Because you look at those games where he went over, the Angels scored eight and nine runs right. in both of those games. So, you know, or I'm sorry, yeah. That's with Fletcher not getting on base. So there's some signs of like, okay, this team can score runs. We just need to figure out this pitching situation. So they dropped the opener to the Astros, uh, nine to six. And then yesterday, as we're recording today on Sunday, this was a this was an interesting game because Canning started this game and I was kind of curious to see how how Canning would would come out and kind of rebound from his opening start uh and he did well I think six innings pitched six hits one and run two walks five uh K uh, five strikeouts uh Granky for the Astros was dealing through five innings yeah, perfect he, he, yeah and then the Angels got to him and, yeah. and they kind of opened the floodgates scored on that two one. runs uh took him out of the game and then again the Angels had the lead in the ninth inning and then Hanzo Robles comes in Give and he three. blows up the he blows the safe. Um, how did I mean again? How did you? What was your thoughts on? Is it? I mean, to me, I was just like, oh god, here we go. Yeah, it almost and, and I think Madden kind of came out after this game and was kind of mentioning that um, he might have to go uh, closure by committee at this point. And and you know, Pena has been doing great. I mean, even in this game, he went two innings, one only gave one hit, struck out three. So I don't know. Out of the big three that we kind of talked about coming into this season. And, and the bullpen was so, in my opinion, was so based on those three guys succeeding mm-hmm. that yeah, you can, that, sure. that if those three succeeded, then you can kind of figure everything out with the rest of the bullpen. But those three guys uh, collectively hasn't really found their mark yet. Um, whether that's because of the usage or not being put in the right position or just, I don't know. See, I, I, don't, I don't know. And you have other teams out there, so I don't want to make it sound like it's just the Angels having this problem, but you have a team like the Padres, and they're supposed to have like the second-best bullpen in the majors, and they're struggling also. So I don't know necessarily if it has to do with the short time to get ready during summer camp. If it's, you know, relievers' arms are already kind of volatile, <clears throat> volatile as it is. So, you know, again, you'd hope they kind of figure this out, but right now it's not looking good right now. It's not um, – they're not performing the way they, they are, they're supposed to, and Robles is a, is a perfect example of that. I mean, he, <laughs> he has an ER – I know it's only a handful of games, but, I mean, it's never good when you have, like, an ERA up in, like, in the 20s. Yeah, just – I have – oh, gosh. It's just – yeah. This one was, was just really heartbreaking. I was like, man, I wanted Canning to get that W – but uh, it didn't matter. Uh, Angels ended up coming back, um, holding the Astros in that extra inning. Angels ended up winning this one five to four on a, a walk off sack, sack fly, fly right? Michael Hermosillo. And uh, my heart skipped the beat there because Reddick's got a great arm, and that was not a Dude, deep that fly ball. Was a it was a horrible throw. Yeah, it was way up the I line. I don't know if he just maybe uh, didn't get a good grip maybe, on it. But I just it think... was a shallow fly ball too. Oh, I, I am. I was really surprised that they tagged right. I mean, I guess at that point you're just trying to win a game, which makes right. sense. But 
I, yeah, it wasn't even close. It no, wasn't even like, no. oh my god, there's gonna be a play at the plate. No. It was so far. It was up the line and right. short. When he went to grab it, I'm like, there's no way he's ta- oh he's tagging. He's gonna he's meat. And then yeah, ball came right up the line. Good base running by uh by uh, Dice to score the run. So the Angels take one. Finally, they got a win, and uh, they won that one five or four. Like I said, so heading into today's game as we're recording, it's Sunday. So Tawny Sunday. We kind of were in our group text like, okay, what's the over under? Is he gonna, you know, w- you know, when is he gonna get that first out, or uh, how many innings do you think he's gonna go? And I got it right. I say he's yeah. gonna go one and two thirds. I had him at like two. I think I had him at three and two thirds, right. whatever. And he only went one and two thirds. He gave up two and runs. And here's the big thing: five walks. That's continually is oh, his um, problem with this year is that. Well, the first inning, you saw what he can eight do. Eight pitches. Nine the, pitches. Nine pitches in a strikeout. Was it nine pitches? I, I thought it was nine, eight. I thought it was nine pitches in a strikeout. But either way. Either way, yeah. I mean, he looked really good. And it's just like, okay, well, then maybe whatever it was. Because he threw the splitter. Mm-hmm. You saw he what threw, it, I felt like he threw it a lot today. Yeah. So you yeah. saw it there. And, you know, you're like, okay, cool. That was a quick inning. But you're right. Um, just the command issues with him. And, and, and for whatever reason, I don't know if it's. Once he gets in his head and he doesn't, I don't know. It's just it was weird to see how much that script, uh, the flip uh, script on them, where it was like now he doesn't look like he could hit. The, he walked in first three guys, struck out the next two, and then walked the next two guys. Yeah, yeah. So it's like literally like either the ball was never in play when he was in there in the second or in the second inning. It was it was yeah. such a weird inning. Yeah, it it was just frustrating to watch his command issues because, like you said, it's like. He shows these glimpses of like, oh crap, and then oh, what happened, you know? So, the two and runs, I, it was one of those deals where you you just felt like, okay, this is gonna get bad. And then, I thought the bullpen did a great job of kind of bridging that gap, kind of to the end. Because what ended up happening is Albert Pujols hits a grand slam to put the Angels up four two. No, they know that you're right. The, the bullpen yeah. did a good job of limiting this at two. Yeah, because of the way Otani left the game. You, come on, you were yeah. like, oh, granted, God, we granted, it was two outs. But how many times have we seen a exactly. two out rally? Exactly, blow up to five five runs. And so you know, four to two. I think they chipped away. They got one more run, or they got a home run. Well, something. No, happened. Houston got a home run in the seventh. Oh, that's what it was. So it was four to three, and then heading into the ninth, Alex Bregman hit a home run. Right, uh, Ty Buttry. Uh, was asked to do a, a, what was it like a four out save? Yeah, like well, like well, they had Middleton come in two he, innings. Yeah, they they brought him out. Well, they went he went an inning and a third. Inning and a third, but he came out for but, that second inning. Yeah, and, and again, part of the thing with Joe is that I don't know um, what his thought process is behind some of these guys that have gone one inning. You know, ninety percent of their career, and, and probably all one inning the last the last couple of years of their career, and then trying to stretch them out for two. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of where I'm looking at as far as maybe he's he's he just doesn't know these guys well enough. But at a certain point, it's like I, I still believe uh, Buttry and and Middleton can give you a solid inning work and get you through the heart of that any lineup. But then when you after ask him to come out for an inning or even two, I think it was Saturday's game. You know, Buttry comes in for two, but then you let him sit. I know technically it's just an inning on the scorecard, but, like, he's sitting in between. He gets the next guy out, uh, start, start the next inning, but then he kind of starts struggling a little bit. It's like, to me, that's just not normal for them. That's not normal for a reliever that's been doing a certain job a certain way for so long. Yeah, it just it was just one of those deals where you're like, oh, man. Like, almost like they were set up to fail, I guess, is what kind of ultimately ended up happening. Um 
So, yeah, they blew the save uh, in the top of the 10th. The Astros scored a run, got ahead. And I, so what ended up happening, obviously, runner on second rule. A ball is hit by Correa. Deep fly ball to right field. Great play by Tyler Ward, okay? Or Tyler, was that his name? I always call him Tyler Cole for whatever Taylor reason. Ward. Taylor Ward. God, whatever. He makes a great play in right field. So much so that the runner from second was not going to tag. He makes a play, leaps, catches it, comes down, nonchalantly runs to the wall, looks into his glove, and then realizes, oh, crap. To the guy then he throws second. it in, so the guy ends up tagging from third. Next two guys fly out. Any should have been over. Runs scored. I guess no harm, no foul since the Angels scored to tie it, but it shouldn't have been tied to begin with had that have happened. So the Angels might have won it in the bottom of the 10th. Angels tied in the bottom of the 10th. Then the Astros come back. They score a run in the top of the 11th. Yeah, they and- start off. I was listening to this part on the way back from uh, from San Diego, and it was Altuve, Bregman, and then whoever this, the other guy was. I, I, he wasn't a big name. And with this, once they got out two out, I was walk Bregman, walk Bregman. Your base, the base is open. You can still able to get a double play. Yeah, they pitch to Bregman. Bregman gets a single, and then obviously Springer, who was on second, comes around scores. scores, and the next two guys get out. Yeah, and it's just like easily. And you saw Dusty do this with the Angels, where in the tenth he walked Pujols, right? To get the bases loaded, or not loaded, but first base was open. They walked right. Pujols. And then even in the 11th, again, same thing. Rendon. They walked with Rendon. Don't let the best player or one of the best players on your team. Like, I understand pitching against um, Altuve because you kind of had to because Bregman was on deck. Right. You put him on, then then you're, then it's really hard. But yeah. when you got Altuve out and now you have one out with a guy on second, walk Bregman. Let someone else beat you. This guy already hit a home run this day. Right. He's the one that, that he's brought what, you within yeah, one run. Yeah, for whatever reason, he's feeling it. So walk him and just... I, I just some of the, some of the things I don't want to sit here and be like oh, I can do it better or anything like that. But you know, for as much hype as a lot of guy, a lot of uh, people were putting on Joe uh, coming into this year, it just doesn't seem like he's you know producing. I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but it's just it's frustrating to see like okay, cool, they're gonna walk a guy here. They nope. didn't walk a guy. And yeah. then that guy ends up getting a single, and and for the most part, that's a game winning run. Yeah, absolutely. And and like you said, in that bottom of that eleven, the Angels loaded up the bases again. With you know, they weren't going to pitch to Rendon. I I don't blame them. Right. That was the that was. All. I knew that was going to happen. Oh yeah, because after Rendon, you have Hermosillo, and then obviously he walked. But then you have Goodwin, and then Walsh. So what? you take your chances with Hermosillo. He walked, and then you have Goodwin, which was a lefty on lefty matchup. Right. So you kind of think to yourself, that's the kind of matchup that's we what want, you want, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, when you walk, you know, Bregman, and then you get to Straw. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, okay. no, yeah, yeah. And then you get him out. It's just, yeah, I didn't. That was just one of those plays where he's like, walk him. Just well, walk yeah, him. I mean, and even then, you got, you know, you walk Bregman. Was there one out? How many outs? Yeah, there was one out. You walk Bregman, you set up a double, double play. play. You set up a force at any base, too. So why why even bother dealing with Bregman? I, that's something, you know, I don't know. I thought. I thought the Angels fired Brad Ausmus. I don't know why. Yeah, it's not, it's not uh, looking a whole lot different right now. But anyway, Angels lose this one 6-5. to five. This one was real frustrating just for all these little things that could have happened, should have, could have, would have kind of stuff. And like you said, dude, I hate to be the guy that sits here and questions every – I'm not one to question managerial, managerial moves much. But in these couple of games, man, I, I have to really be a little more like, man, 
what was the thought process behind this? No, you know? you're right. Yeah. And maybe maybe I'm seeing it more now because I realize how important every game is, mm. you know, especially at the beginning of the season. Because normally at the beginning of the season, I'm not so critical. Right. You're trying to figure stuff out, which but, makes sense. And But, but God, you dude. can't do that now. Like like you said, it, it, it you, you need to figure out who you have, but you need to figure it out now. You can't wait yeah, five, six games uh, or five, six weeks to, to figure it out. Like th- this is something that you got to hope. And so far, it has worked out for the Angels as far as no team has really ran away with the division. No. Um, as we sit here now, I don't know if there's any games going on, but the Angels are only two and a half out. <laughs> you know. They're lucky. They're two and a half out. They're not playing on Monday, so technically they could probably gain a gain a, a game yeah uh somewhere if, if right. you know if if seattle beats oakland and, and texas beats houston which in this season that's very possible they gain they gain a game up on the two guys in first place so i guess that's the good thing is that there's not a big separation like you look at the central there's already a, almost a five game gap between the first right. and last wow i mean you look at the east again five game gap between the the, the uh first and first and last so right. Lucky that's only two and a half, and we'll we'll see what kind of uh, what happens going forward. You're right. So that's it for the recap for for this week. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back and we'll we'll finish off this podcast. Talk about you know things that are happening and and all that good stuff for us. So we'll catch you guys on the other side of the break. Oh, those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Oh yeah, thank you Manscaped for turning my loud shrieks. Here into multiple peaks. Here, cream of the crop. Man, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. Oh, yeah. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce painful nicks and tugs. Yeah, those nicks and tugs are gone. This is their third generation tremor featuring advanced skin safe technology. Oh, yeah. Technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Yeah, nice and smooth. That's right. And Manscaped Engineering Team obsess over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spend 18 months, yeah, 18 months perfecting that great ball hair trimmer ever created. The just released new and improved lawnmower 3.0, yeah, the cream of the crop, yeah, too sweet to be sour, yeah. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The batting year will last you 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. And that water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower too, oh yeah, in the shower after that, after that long match, oh uh-huh, yeah. One of the coolest features is an LED light that illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. So many people have written in stories about the Lawnmower 3.0 and have sent your man here, yeah. Sent them pictures so I could see the smoothness for myself. And I'll tell you something, man, they ain't kidding, they ain't kidding. This is a cream of the crop, yeah, oh God, oh yeah. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off when you use armchair at manscaped.com, oh yeah. There's no shortage of action going on with our partner over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NBA, NFL, UFC live every day for our devoted gamblers, and check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit Bet Online on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, your online wagering experts.
what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. So thank you to our sponsors again for doing what they do to make this show possible and the Armchair Media Network. Uh, thank you guys for, for everything you guys do. So um, music came out of, the day, out of today's today, game. Uh, Shohei Otani went for an MRI went for an MRI said he had some discomfort um it was funny to hear not funny but interesting to hear your take i was kind of jokingly jokingly saying that uh, otani was uh he's just faking it he's uh making up excuses but uh, i was just kidding but anyway dan had mentioned hey maybe he felt some discomfort in that first game didn't say nothing right it's a mean, possibility you know again it's coming back from tommy john surgery i'm sure he doesn't know what to expect i'm sure he doesn't know um Maybe the dif- discomfort you might have coming back and working on a full, you know, pitching a full full game. Maybe that is maybe it's just something that he has to work through. Right. Um, he's a, he's a, still a young kid, so you're just kind of wondering if it's just a mental thing that you know I, I feel something weird in my elbow, and it could be absolutely nothing. But again, as we record this uh, Sunday night, it's probably like an hour and a half, two hours after the game finished. Um, they have confirmed that they went for MRI, but the Angels have yet to say what. The results are, and I don't think they're going to get the results back until Monday. Right. So, I I'm not overly concerned, but it concerning enough. I'm not concerned on the him missing pitching or the pitching aspect because of the, what I've seen these last two games. I'm not really holding my breath on him being any ace of the staff type guy. Um, but I am concerned, like you mentioned off the off the air that. Maybe if this affects him coming back to the to the lineup period offensively, that concerns me a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Because he but. seemed because he seemed to be really right. um, catching his stride offensively right. again. Like I said, he had two three run home runs in back to back games against right. Seattle. So um, you know, you hope if it is something minor, then okay, maybe they don't pitch him for the next couple of weeks, but they still use him as a DH, which right. obviously helps that lineup. And maybe you bring up another pitcher from from the alternative site, right? Um, you know, like a Sandoval. I mean, Julio Tehran hopefully will make a, a a debut. You know, this coming week, but yeah. So you know, we're gonna be back Wednesday, and hopefully by then we'll know more about what the MRI says and what the Angels' plan is going to be moving forward with him. Especially, you know, Otani. Uh... You need him in that lineup, especially if the Angels pitching staff is going to continue to blow leads. You're going to need to outscore, outscore a lot of guys. teams. A lot of guys, yeah. So you need that bat in the lineup. So it concerns me to the point where if he's shut down completely, then we're not going to have him offensively. Then I'm a bit concerned. Yeah. You know. 
But, you know, we'll, we'll, again, we'll see what happens. We're going to be back Wednesday, and hopefully by then um, we'll know, again, the results and kind of if there needs to be a plan set in place for him with the Angels. Maybe the Angels will say it by then, and then we'll have a better idea how the the um, how this will affect the team going forward. And, and kind of going forward, um, obviously the Angels are off Monday, are in Seattle uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. So when we talk on Wednesday, we'll have – just one game to talk about because I'm pretty sure we'll probably record it before the game Wednesday. Right. Um, but, you know, this is going to be another series where the Angels are going to have to try to, again, take two out of three, if not sweep, if they really want to stay in this um, division race. Yeah, they're going to have to play. They're going to have to be teams like Seattle and Texas to kind of pull themselves away from, you know, the bottom of that the division. You know, they're going to have to win these games. And, you know, because Oakland's going to be tough and obviously the Astros are tough. All things considering, we played the Astros well, you know. Uh, yeah, you could have. You mentioned it. You yeah. could have very easily have gone two, uh, taken two out of three from the Astros right. this um, this series, and, and then that would have flipped the whole uh, standings upside down. You're probably right. now yeah. looking at being like the second place team right. if, if that happened. Yeah, so got to take advantage of these games against teams that I don't know if they're worse than us, but they're almost at your caliber, and you've got to pull. You got to pull away. You have to pull away from these. Teams. We're definitely more inconsistent than these guys. That seems that's what that's the feel. That's the feeling, at least, is that the Angels are, are more inconsistent right now than they probably have been in a while that I remember. I mean, I know there's always been issues with the bullpen here and there, but it's like when it seems like it's everyone in the bullpen, and there's not that one guy right. that you can really lean on. Yeah, um, that's the frustrating part. And the good thing, I guess, for the Angels is that. Coming up the next week, like we mentioned, it, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday against Seattle. But then after that, they're going for the weekend uh, out in Texas. Right. So, you know, two two teams, six games, you you think – Four. Four. I was going to say, it doesn't matter if they win two against Seattle and then, you know, another two against Texas or they win three against Seattle and then one against Texas. You need some kind of a combination of four out of this six because then you have the uh, A's again and then obviously the first um, – series with the Dodgers on, on August uh, 14th through the fifth through the 16th. Yeah, so. and um, other, I guess, big news is Mike Trout is expected to be in Seattle on Tuesday. That's the, so. that's the, that's the, that's what the Angels put out, so um, good for him, you know. Um, glad that the baby's all healthy, and, and um, Beckham, uh, Aaron Trout is already on a lot of scouts' radar, you know. Yeah, Bat, B-A-T. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they did that on purpose or it was just a beautiful mistake, but that, think, was, that was pretty funny. I think it's beautiful. I'm laughing at a – we're on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, and I'm laughing at a comment um, from Max underscore Johnson 25. Do you all think Marco Hermosillo is getting better in the MLB? I really think he's one of the better backups we have. I'm only laughing, and, and, and you know, I'm not trying to knock on Marco Hermosillo. I'm only laughing because – I made a comment in our group chat earlier today in our group text. He doesn't do anything well than he. I said, yeah, I said I've never seen him square up a ball. Like I really haven't. I would be. I'm being 100 percent honest. Uh, I've never seen him square up a ball. You know, blah, blah, blah. he does. He hits a great uh, shot right up the middle. He's a big part of the field. Um, so yeah, I think Marcelo's a decent backup. I wouldn't. No, call I, him I, I think I think he defensively. I think he's pretty good. I think defensively, you know, coming in for a defense replacement, yeah. being an extra guy on the base. So I think that's going to be his niche. I oh, think yeah, he's sure. going to be a sure. fourth outfielder. Yeah. I think he'd yeah, be yeah, a yeah. really good fourth outfielder, and then a spot start here and there. I yeah. think that's kind of where his plateau is. Right. But you know, sometimes especially with this second inning or the extra inning stuff, 
I uh, I like having someone with speed on the bench. Right. So if let's just say for example, say Pujols got the last out, right, you can pitch run for some him right. at second base, and right. now you have a guy that will score on a mm-hmm. base hit where mm-hmm. Albert might get halfway to third. Right, <laughs> exactly. So I'm only laughing because I had mentioned that. This is coincidence. Yeah, just big time coincidence. And you know, just a, a couple other questions on here: uh, batting up then lower in the lineup because he strikes out a lot. What do you? I mean, that's kind of who he's been though for the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean. He isn't the Upton of, you know, three, four years ago, which I I understand. It's, it's frustrating. But at the same time, I you know, I don't think offensively Angels are fine. So I would not try to mess with it too much. I would not try to. Yeah. Um, I mean, he still has a couple home runs. Obviously, with him, it's kind of like all or nothing right now. So, right, right. Um, but. You yeah. can't just point the finger at him either because I think the Angels' problems is scoring with runners in scoring position. Yeah. He's not the only guy not doing anything with runners right, in scoring yeah. position. You got to you got to point the finger at a lot of people well, as like, well. So when we kind of mentioned, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod or, or, or off pod, but um, today's game, Sunday's game, how Angels had the bases loaded, no outs or one out in the in the bottom of the tenth, and you had. Um, it was a Stasi that came up and swung first first pitch. pitch after the guy the guy before him walked. On I think four pitch or uh, maybe five pitches. Like he, the pitcher, really. I think the last three pitches were balls that were way out of the zone, and then this guy comes up and swings at the first pitch and pops it up. Like you just can't, you just can't do that. And I understand the frustration with up then. Like you know, I feel like, but it, but it's nothing we don't know. He's yeah, on he's a, he's a like home that. run or he's in a strikeout or pop he's, up. He's, yeah, he's, he's. I mean, That's he's that what guy. He is. Yeah. So I can understand, and they kind of have moved him down, like. Was he like fifth now? Fifth or sixth, sometimes. Yeah, and that's six, fine. Yeah. I think that he, I think he fits there because, um, yeah, he strikes out a lot, but I still think he has that respect from pitchers where. No, yeah, no doubt. He can put one out real quick, so they're more likely to, you know, give the guy in front of him a good pitch. Like, yeah, you're not going to bat him clean up anymore. I think no. that's unless you know you have an X amount of guys out because of right. day off or injury. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know that fifth, sixth spot, probably more so the sixth spot. I think uh, I think that's fine. I think that's where he should play. And, and when you have Otani and and Pujols in that lineup, then Upton does get brought down lower in that lineup, because, right? You know, you yeah, I think Trout yeah, yeah. and Rendon. I think if you're if if it's a super healthy lineup and everyone's there, then obviously yeah, you're going Trout's two, Rendon three, Otani four, maybe um, Albert or even Upton five. Up, Upton five, right yeah. There. You can you can kind of rotate those guys, yeah. or, or maybe if it's like Goodwin's on a hot streak like he has been, maybe you put. Upton behind uh, Otani and bat him fifth, and then Upton sixth, mm-hmm. um, and then go Albert seventh. Yeah, you know I think that's probably ideal. But yeah, I, I just think you know I, I mean I don't see like Renhefo being bad. Like I don't know why Renhefo's been second overall the last. I couple. I didn't understand that. Uh, I would have loved Goodwin batting in that second hole. You know right now because mm-hmm. um, he's been doing such a good job. But I like also like Goodwin lower in the lineup because it adds that. It gives him that. Um, it it kind of gives Goodwin a kind of relaxed state of mind when he goes up to the plate, batting eighth or ninth, not being so high up in the lineup too. So, but he's produced pretty much everywhere they've put him. So, um, yeah, man, that whole lineup. I think the lineup's okay. Their their one thing is just knowing how to hit with runners in scoring position, make quality. But like the outs. same thing, like I said before. I mean, you're looking at their last handful of games. You know, you going back to like our last podcast, you, you, they score 10, they score 7, they score 5, they score 6. Uh, you know, a lot of these numbers, you would think, you know, at the beginning of the year, if you said, hey, these are the, these are the runs they're going to score. They're going to score 5. They're going to score uh, 5 again. 
you would think, okay, they're going to win quite a bit of these games. So I'm not one to, oh, we got to blow it up the whole lineup and, and move guys around because the lineup is working. Right. It's just those pitchers need to perform a lot better. And that starts with, I think, the kind of, when we mentioned the big three, like Robles is probably out. So now you're looking at probably Middleton, Buttry, or even uh, Pena in that, that closing spot coming I, forward. I wouldn't mind Pena, dude. I wouldn't mind Pena. And if you're looking, and if you're looking for a guy to go multiple innings and have like a, a, a six out save, go with Pena. Why would you go with Buttry? He right. doesn't do that. No. If you want a guy to go for a, a six out save, know your guys. I mean, yeah. we've been watching the game, you know, from home for the last five years, six years together, and we feel like we know these guys better than Joe, and, he, and right. he's actually in the dugout with right. them. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating. It's, it's frustrating, but you know they're going to have to figure it out, and they're going to have to figure it out soon. So, yeah, as far as the lineup is concerned, yeah, it's only going to get it's only going to get better too. Yeah, That's a weird I, thing. I'm not too worried. Yeah, and this whole series was out Trout, so I'm not worried about the offense and moving guys around, bringing guys up, bringing guys down. Like I'm not worried about that at all. It's when you start putting zeros and ones and twos and stuff like that right. on, on the on the board, then I'm like, okay, maybe something needs to happen. But one point I really want to make too is I think the whole the whole reasoning or the whole uh, what's the word I'm looking for the whole the whole knock on the Angels not scoring runs or, or why it's magnified that the Angels aren't scoring runs because runners are scoring position is because the bullpen keeps giving up all these runs if they're not giving up all these runs no who cares. cares if they don't do something with the runners on first it, and third base it's, it's when they lose they, that's the first thing they look yeah. for guys left in scoring position and, but it seems like if they lose you should see how much the bullpen gives yeah. up first yeah because again, did we have a lead oh we did oh have god. a lead oh my god we I mean Leaving runners in scoring position is, is a very I understand you want to hit with guys running position, right. but it's very kind of um you guys got you guys got you got guys there. I mean right. that's half the battle. Getting guys on base. You they're doing a great job of it. And it's like if you score seven and still lose and you right. look at guys left on base and it's like eight or nine or ten, yeah. That's of course that's gonna be the first thing that pops in their mind. Oh, right. that's too many guys on base. I'm like, Yeah, but they also Made a lot of guys circle the yeah. pieces. They, they scored. also scored 10 runs in that one game <laughs> yeah. against Seattle that they lost. They also scored six runs in that game that they gave up nine runs to, uh, you know, Houston. There's just no way, like, this should, that should be happening. So. If, this was the start, if this was the bullpen that started last season, they probably would have lost, like, two games by now. Because right. that bullpen was lights out yeah. at the beginning of last year. If we had that bullpen right now, and, and, the, and the crappy part is that it's a lot of the same names. I, yeah. But, and, but we had yeah. this offensive production – the Angels, you're looking at the Angels probably losing like two games. Right, right. And that's and that's right. the crappy part is that because the offense is coming around. The offense is there, but it's just for whatever reason. Again, I don't know if it's just guys in the short warm-ups, you know, spring camp or summer camp, or just not being put in situations they're comfortable with. Uh, you know, I, it's just hard to know. Yeah, really hard. But, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. I know that uh, this – you know, typically the Sunday podcast is going to be a quick review yeah. heading into Wednesday's show where we'll have the curator, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> and we have, you know, basis. our segments and, and, and email questions and stuff like that. So uh, look for us. I think we'll be on Facebook Live Wednesday. Facebook Live, yeah. We're going to try to keep it Facebook Live on Wednesdays and then try to do like Instagram Live on Sundays to kind of spread it out a little bit. But either way, you can definitely um, reach us, read out, reach out to us on All Angels Podcast. Uh, at gmail.com for emails. We'll answer emails again on Wednesday. Yeah, I quickly want to answer a question, Riho. Uh, somebody wrote in, um, I think it was Wake Whack, or Wake, Wake Jay said, the bullpen is, is I'll, I'll use the expletive deleted. 
uh, is crap because our starting pitching is so bad. Otani, two starts, one and two thirds. Well, that's you one can't, guy. That's just one guy that's because one guy. you look at the games where Andrew's um, done really good. Uh, Buttry, uh, Bundy. Bundy's done really good. The Bundy game, Bundy went six innings and he had a lead of four to one. Griffin's, Griffin's Griffin done really good. good. Haney, I don't yeah. know why he does really good, but for whatever reason, he's, yeah. not, he's not being extended, which he should be, because that'd right. be a whole different issue. So besides, and it's funny, besides Otani, yes. Andres was a surprise to me because he came in for uh, Otani out on that first Sunday. Yeah, he, did he did great. great. And then this yeah. time he got lit up. So. Yeah. Andres, we're gonna have to see which one that is. Yeah, but which other, one are we getting? But other than like those three starts, all the other starts have been really good. Yeah, so they're I, really I don't blame the starters at all. N- not me I, either. Yeah, uh, last year, yeah, this yes. year, not so much. Yeah, Bundy going six innings the other night, I was just like, oh crap, we got somebody that wins six innings. Yeah, same thing with with uh, Canyon, and again, they blew it. So um, they blew it again. So I can't blame the starting. I pitching. definitely like on a worry scale. Like I am. And 10 being the most, like, I'm at a 7 with the bullpen, but I'm probably around a 4 with the starting pitching. Just because, you know, when given the opportunity, right. with, with, like, I think when I say something like that, I think it's more with Andrew Heaney. When given the opportunity, he's done really, really well. Now we're just waiting for him to just, for Joe to let him. Yeah, he's going to give up a double. He's a starting pitcher. Like, you're not going to yeah. go through a whole game without giving up a double in a weird situation. Let him work through it. And if he can work through it, then great. If not, then you... Pull him like you've been doing, but you won't know until you actually just let him go out there and, and, and work through some stuff. Exactly. So, learning period, I guess. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, we'll be back Wednesday with the regular edition of the All Angels podcast. Um, we'll review the game. I guess just Tuesday's game. Yeah, Tuesday game. So, we but, need emails. Yeah. Let us know. We're, I want you yeah. to see what you guys think about the bullpen situation, starting situation, and and all that stuff. So, again, allangelspodcast at gmail.com for our Wednesday podcast yeah all right guys that's gonna wrap it up for us here tonight i am johnny max i am down garcia you listen to another edition of the all angels podcast There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.